Well, good morning. Uh, we are here at the offices of Clark Ennison in Lincoln, Nebraska, and I'm delighted to welcome Stacy Spala, who is uh, an alumni of, of the College of Architecture, uh, taught there for four or five years, I believe, and now uh, represents uh, the interior design department of Clark Ennison. So we're going to talk about interior design, and this is an opportunity for all of you to see what it's like working in in the business of design. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, interior design is my passion, um, so I'm so lucky to be able to practice the craft here in Lincoln. Um, and with the great education that I received from the university, um, it really helped kind of scaffold my learning and prepare me for presenting to clients and being a part of this interdisciplinary team. Um, so here at Clark & Anderson, we're a full-service firm, um, multidisciplinary, which means in-house we have architecture, interior design, landscape architecture, um, site and civil um, architectural engineering. So we have structural engineers on staff, mechanical and electrical. We have people who specialize in construction administration as well. So, um, and actually new to our services this year, we're offering commissioning of building systems. So. Really, if you need it for a building, we have it here. Um, so that provides us a really excellent opportunity to service our clients from the beginning to the end, from concept to making sure that your air conditioning works properly uh, when the building is finished. So within that, um, you know, I love the fact that interior design, specifically here, um, allows us to be involved with our clients from the get-go. So we are very critically involved in the beginning in the concept development, um, in figuring out what the problems are, why they need a new space, um, you know, what their pain points are, and what the initial kind of artistic idea is, what's the driving factor in that design development. Um, so really, a lot of people have this misconception that interior design is just paint and carpet at the end, just make it look pretty. Really, our career is so much more than that. Um, we are able to take little things like, you know, we had a, a client once who had a problem with patients falling, um, we were able to look at that from the interior design perspective, from the very minute details of what is the flooring, um, you know, why, why are people falling, what are they trying to do, and just through interior design changes, reduce patient falls by like 80%. You know, so those are some of the things that we can do from a design perspective. Um, really, you know, other things that I love about being an interior designer, especially here, are um, just the ability to really push our clients, especially our Midwest clients, who, who tend to you know, be a little bit more cautious about high design and big concepts, and show that we can have a, a massive impact in placemaking and telling a story. We're working with a client now who, um, part a really important part is when people come to this facility, um, that they are kind of guided and walked alongside as they come up to a you know medical exam room or behavioral health room to destigmatize that experience. So we've our team has designed this sort of interesting processional that feels more like a walk in the park than it does feel like a you're in an exam room and now something's wrong with you. You know, so we can influence that through the architecture and small things like bringing in um, you know we, what we call biophilia, bringing in moments of nature and natural light. So crafting the interior space to allow little pockets of light to be borrowed. If you're in an interior room, 
you don't have access to a window, how can you borrow some natural light? How can you get a sense of where you are? How can you know where you came from, know where you're going? Um, you know, what does that feel like? What is the experience? How is it transparent? Um, and how can it really impact not only the people who visit a space, but also the staff? Because we've learned a lot that the staff, if, if they're happy and they feel well taken care of, then they provide better services to clients, regardless of market sector. Um, you know, and so we do a, a lot of work in education, you know, in K-12, or um, I get to work on a lot of collegiate laboratories. I'm working on a lab at Hamilton Hall right now, so they're taking a science class. Um, you know, there's, there's always fun projects and different things to do, and every day is different, so. That's wonderful. That's great. So this is, I mean, I think, you know, the real advantage of doing this is we get to look under the hood a little bit and yes. see how these things come together. You know, when, uh, when you're starting out in your career, you may wonder, but you may not know why a space is arranged the way that it is and why you feel more comfortable mm -hmm. in certain spaces, why you feel more happy in certain spaces, and why other spaces are, are, are uncomfortable. And interior design is one of the many different disciplines that we have to bring together in order to produce a conclusive and, and you know, well-organized and vibrant kind of environments. So, uh, you know, this is a way, in a way, of us being able to show you, you know, what are all the different factors that people like Stacy consider so very carefully in order to make spaces better. And, and this is how we kind of how we kind of unravel and analyze our, our discipline as designers. So I think what we're going to do now is to, uh, grab the opportunity to take a little bit of a walk around, mm -hmm. and Stacey will show us some of the, uh, the practice and some of the yeah. spaces and, and, sh and show us a little bit more about how it's done. Yeah. Well, welcome to Clark and Anderson Lincoln. Um, I'm going to take you on a brief tour of our office here and show you kind of some of my favorite features um, about the place. So. As you walk in, this is our main reception area. We flank it by a couple of forward client-facing conference rooms. So most of our meetings with people um, who are our clients or um, you know, community members, people we're collaborating with, will come in and be in one of these two spaces. Um, you know, we have the ability to zoom from every conference room and from all of the, the major features, but also it's a really good space to come in and to collaborate away from our, our workspaces. So I'll lead you back around here. Uh, another great thing is that we um, you know, have this interdisciplinary program. So we are really always thinking about all the needs of the client from you know, beginning of the project to the end of the project. I'll lead you through, this is our administration office right up here, but Back here is the architecture and um, interior architecture departments. So you'll also see, you know, kind of key highlights of some of the projects. Uh, Farm Credit Services of America has been a client for a long time. Um, the Hendrix Training Complex at UNL. This is a project that I worked on several years ago, but um, it's really fun to see these spaces that are local come to life and see the difference that the built environment can make. Um, so great reminders here. So all of our um, architectural offices are set up right here in the center and you know we didn't reserve the exterior the natural light for just people who have private offices in fact those people don't have windows in their offices so the natural light and the view of Lincoln Mall is really shared by everyone in this space um, so it's 
wide open space that allows for yeah. fantastic collaboration. And we'll kind of walk around and I'll point out some other features. <laughs> so there's no real harsh lines between departments or anything, but for the most part, a lot of architects sit over here, um, and landscape architects are more often over in this kind of green side. In the center is a central print room, so we all can you know utilize our large format plotters and scanners to make prints of whatever we need for our clients or meetings. We have um, another really great conference room over there, great view um, at the Capitol, a break room. We'll kind of walk through this way for our landscape and for community. Uh, no. These are, these are filled. So in this kind of yellow area is our structural engineering department. Um, and then just around the corner is mechanical and electrical. Um, but again, there's several, several shared conferences um, and some kind of informal breakout spaces where we can come and you know just sketch an idea on a whiteboard or collaborate together, try to do some problem solving. Um, we, can, we can walk through some classes if you like. All of these kind of conference spaces, again, are scattered throughout the office. We can all reserve them. And one thing that I didn't really think of when I, you know, when I was in high school, thinking about a career in interior design, um, one thing I didn't anticipate was just the, the amount of detail and work that goes in on the front end. You know, figuring out specifically not just what looks good, but why. Um, and so we really try to do that um, for, for a lot of spaces and a lot of reasons. And even in a post-COVID world, I'm looking at um, carpet fiber and the ability of, you know, can the carpet fiber be antimicrobial and resist the growth of mold and mildew? And can it withstand bleach? Um, can it withstand oxyside and cavity wipes and all the different cleaners? Um, and so really it's this intersection of art and science. So I love, love that about design. Um, you know, and figuring out from materiality, how can I take materials that are on the exterior of the building and bring that language inside the building. So I'm always working hand in hand with the architects to select the best, you know, metal panel color or the best um, window frame color because it really impacts the interior built environment, whether, you know, if I'm standing in a space and the, the window frames are light and bright or dark and rich that, that's two very different things and it means means a lot and it has a huge impact um, so many of the interior designers who don't sit with architects sit over here in the interiors department um, we've got a lot of fun little little things like uh, color team lighting which I can show you as we, when we get around to that side so we can change the color temperature of the light so that we're more accurately representing the materiality. Um, I don't really like surprises, so I like to really know what my colors and um, things are going to look like uh, from from the get go. So um, I'll kind of walk you over. This is 
is our construction administration department. Another thing that I had no idea when I was a high schooler, I had no clue that what construction administration was, but they're really an integral part of what we do and how we work. Um, and they help make sure that the drawings um, and the, the concepts that we put out in design actually get constructed in the way that we have specified. So, you know, it's everything from making sure the proper adhesives are used to um, verifying that the paint systems are appropriate for the substrates. It's, it's all of that. Um, so we work hand in hand with construction administration a lot. Um, in the back corner is our marketing department and they are responsible for getting us new work. Um, and they do a great job of that. So I'll walk through here. Um, you're really getting a, an in-depth uh, how it's made <laughs> look because it's messy, but it's part of the design process. So this is our material library. Um, you know, we have all sorts of different these are just laminate sample boards, or we have different types of flooring and finishes um, all throughout the space. And so we house a lot of really, you know, small samples of things so we can come and just verify, you know, for color what works. And then we order a lot of full-size samples. Um, another thing that I had no idea about when I started was just the environmental impact an interior designer can have. Um, you know, I make sure that every carpet sample that I order, if we reject it, it gets shipped back to the manufacturer for recycling so that we're not putting more, um, you know, carpet is a huge contributor into our landfills. I forget the statistic exactly, but it's, you know, somewhere between one and 3% of landfill waste is carpet globally. And so what can I do to remedy that? I can ship my samples back. I can require that my clients if it's a renovation project, we will often say in our specifications, all the carpet in your facility has to be removed and recycled. So we'll send it back to, um, you know, a company, they'll basically shave off the fibers from the top, melt that nylon into new yarn, and they'll recycle the back um, into new backing. And so we really like to specify things that have a closed environmental loop like that. Um, we're also starting to tip our toes into specifying things that are carbon negative, which is super exciting, um, but that's even a, a possibility that you could take something with, you know, most carpet fibers are made out of petroleum products, so it's not exactly sustainable. Um, but now we can do things to remedy that, and 10 years ago we would have never had that opportunity. So that's really exciting to me to make that kind of environmental um, aspect. So. Again, we've got a couple of different layout spaces, um, tons of materials and samples. And so this is, we don't often take our you know, clients back here, but this is where we collaborate and make sure, you know, is the, the metal panel color working correctly with the interior paint and things like that that we can change. So, um, Welcome to our outdoor patio. This is one of my favorite spots to take a lunch break or detach from my screens for a while, come out here and sketch. Um, and today, we're getting a great view of some demolition that's going on just behind us. So we are currently working on the design for a new landmark center that's going to be located right here where Samson um, is doing demo. So another great thing about having an office in the city is that sometimes our projects are literally right across the street um, so we can come and check on the progress of them. You know, I worked on a tenant finished space for the building right there and it was really great to be able to pop in um, when they were doing the installation of the frames, pop back in to make sure 
you know, the lighting is getting roughed in in a place that's going to not conflict with the furnishings I've selected. Um, and to just be close by is really helpful. And it also is a really educational opportunity. I can take younger staff um, in the office who've never been to a job site out to um, a site, you know, get them some experience walking around and seeing why we communicate in our construction documentation, why we represent things the way we do, and how those instructions that we're creating um, actually get interpreted in the field. So we also learn a lot and are able to catch some of our own mistakes. You know, no design is ever perfect. We um, always will find something that we could communicate better or more clearly or in a different way so that our intent can be constructed.